When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to Hey YA Extra Credit. Every other week opposite the main Hey YA podcast, we'll bring you a short form podcast, either as a book club discussion with a beloved YA author, or a look at some excellent backlist YA books for your TBR. I'm Jess from the When in Romance podcast, and I am filling in on September 3rd. And today I'm going to talk about retellings, all kinds of retellings. This episode of Hey YA Extra Credit is sponsored by She Represents by Caitlin Donahue. In a complicated political era, this book celebrates feminism and female contributions to politics, activism, and communities. Each of the 44 women profiled in this illustrated book has demonstrated her capabilities and strengths in political and community leadership and activism, both in the United States and around the world. This book will show you what the road to power looks like for women in modern times. By showing up and representing women in the decisions that make or break a country, these leaders pave the way for future female politicians. Draw inspiration from these groundbreaking women to make a difference in your own world. Thank you to She Represents, our sponsor for this show. So let's go back. Once upon a time, there was a thing called dial-up internet. One day, while hogging the phone line for a couple of hours to do research for an English paper, I came upon a magical place. The Derbyshire Writers Guild. While I'd purchased books that were retellings of and sequels to Pride and Prejudice before, here was a playground of possibility where stories galore lived for free, and where I learned to copy text to word in order to read them offline because phone bill. This would be my entry into the world of fanfiction, a universe I would explore for the rest of my life. But why am I telling you this? This is a book podcast. Because it was my gateway into the concept of retelling, and remains a favored method of reading. Like, seriously, I have like 16 tabs open. Okay, more than that. But, you know, I try to read books too, because we like to talk about books. You all probably know what a retelling is, but just in case, I'll define it in general layman's terms. A retelling is a story, novel, comic, or other, that takes an older story and reimagines it in some way. Clueless is a retelling. Bridget Jones's Diary is a retelling. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? is a retelling. So I wanted to take this opportunity to chat about some of my favorite YA retellings. And these are often stories that involve people falling in love, because you might recall, I co-host the When in Romance podcast, and I love love stories, especially when they end with a happy ever after or a happy for now. Let's start with Pride by Ibiza Boy. You might be able to tell Pride is a Pride and Prejudice retelling. 
it should be no surprise that I would mention this one after the whole Pride and Prejudice fiasco of 2002, in which I discovered Pride and Prejudice fanfiction, exclaimed excitedly to my high school librarian, wrote a whole paper about pastiche and fanfiction, and actually got a good grade for it. Who'd have thunk? But anyway, back to Pride. Pride by E.B. Zoboy is a contemporary set retelling of Pride and Prejudice in which two young people start off on the wrong foot. Zuri is a neighborhood girl. Let's call her that. She loves her block. She loves her neighborhood. She loves her family. And she loves her roots. She will tell you all about it. And she will march on the street for anything that seems like it needs to be marched for. And then a family moves in across the street that seems to be wealthy, uninterested in the way the neighborhood runs, and especially the oldest son, Darius. Obviously, they don't get along, but other members of each of their parties do. So they're sort of forced to hang out with each other, and things happen. Travel happens. Considerations happen family members happen. If you're familiar with Pride and Prejudice, you'll see all of the beats in this book. If you're not, you'll just enjoy a great story. But Pride by E.B. Zoboy is definitely a book you don't want to miss. Another retelling that I absolutely love, will completely scream about to anybody who will listen, is Heart of Iron by Ashley Poston. Ashley Poston is one of my favorite YA authors right now, in part because she keeps reeling me in with retellings. The series that starts with Geekerella is chock full of them. But Heart of Iron has a special place in my heart. I mean, come on. Space opera retelling of DreamWorks classic animated film Anastasia with androids and heists. How can you not? Heart of Iron is the first in a duology that ends on a cliffhanger. I'm going to tell you that right now. But guess what? Soul of Stars is out. So you won't have to suffer like I did for what felt like a million years to wait and find out what happened. And this one is one of those books where I really want to tell you everything that happens, but I can't even set up the story properly. You just kind of have to dive in and wait for things to happen. But you've got Anna, who is the thief. She <laughs> she doesn't really know anything about herself, but her best friend is an android named that she calls D. And they are trying to steal something, and it doesn't quite happen the way that they want it to. And then they meet a lovely ragtag team of people who fly together on a ship and they meet other people, and lots of things happen, and it's a space opera. It's a heist story. It's a love story. There's a lot of twists and turns, and oh man, you are going to slap your forehead when you get through it and see how the Anastasia story actually sets itself up. But I can't really tell you much about it because it's a surprise. So just go out and read Heart of Iron by Ashley Boston. And then get Soul of Stars immediately, because you're going to want it. Another retelling that I absolutely love, absolutely love, is a contemporary called The Only Thing Worse Than Me Is You by Lily Anderson. And if there was anything this story told me, it was that there should be more Shakespeare retellings in YA that aren't Romeo and Juliet. 
This is a much ado about nothing retelling. And goodness gracious, does it do it pretty well. So you've got Trixie. And yes, her name is Trixie, who is a very ambitious senior at basically a high school for super nerds. And she is trying to just get through school and be the best. But there is someone in the way of her being the best, and his name is Ben. And they do not get along, but their friends start hanging out. So all of a sudden, here they are, hanging out, talking about comics and Doctor Who and all of the fun things that are part of pop culture in the geeky realm that are delightful. There are so many pop culture references in this book. I hope that you get them all. And uh, like I said, this is a much ado about nothing retelling. So if you're familiar with that story, you kind of know that there's going to be some weirdness. But luckily, (laughs) there aren't any pretend deaths and uh, sudden resurrections and people marrying people off to their other daughter, niece, that actually turns out to be the real person. You don't have to deal with that in a high school setting, I promise you. But this book is full of laughter, full of fun, and if you enjoy Much Ado About Nothing like I do, you're just going to love all the parallels, but also just the banter, because it is so delightful. So, so delightful. On the other side of that stone, though, is a book called Stone Field by Christy Lindsay. And this one is a Wuthering Heights retelling. It is either loved or hated. And I honestly couldn't figure out where I stood when I read it. I'm one of those people who loves Wuthering Heights for the wrong reasons. So instead of this heartbreaking, achingly beautiful love story, I read it almost with the glee of someone experiencing their favorite soap opera, shoveling in popcorn, exclaiming, these people are awful, tell me more, (sighs) as I flipped pages maniacally. And I greatly embrace that when reading Stonefield, because these people are the epitome of gothically unhinged. Like, I don't even know what was happening for half of that book. It's not a contemporary retelling. It is actually a 19th century retelling that's set in the Northwest. And there is a homestead family who takes in a man who is unconscious when they find him and for some reason only talks in, like, quotation. So there is a lot of symbolism imparted through conversations that may or may not mean something. But the writing is gorgeous, and the setting is fascinating, and the people are just so strange. And that is why I enjoyed it as a retelling of Wuthering Heights, because I feel like the same thing can be said for that book. But if you're looking for the kind of achingly beautiful story that some people consider Wuthering Heights to be, I'm not sure that Katrina and Stonefield are going to be your Kathy and Heathcliff, because the writing actually approaches some of the weirdness in the relationships that happen in Wuthering Heights 
with more of a critical eye. So that is Stonefield by Christy Lindsay, inspired by Wuthering Heights. I am going to talk about one more retelling that is another book that's the first in a duology, and that is The Wrath and the Dawn by Renee Adier. This is a retelling of the 1001 Nights story, or Scheherazade, and it's set in a fantastic world that has elements of the caliphate era of Middle East and Asia Minor. And in this, the story might be a little familiar. The Caliph Khalid is an 18-year-old young man who is just trying to lead the best that he can. But all that most of the people who live in the Caliphate know is that he takes a new bride, and then the next day she's dead. And this happens over and over and over again. And uh, Sharsad is here to end that cycle any way that she can, whether it is murdering the caliph, telling him stories, whatever she needs to do to take revenge upon this ruler. And uh, the two sort of get to know each other, and it's revealed that things are not what they seem, and uh, some things need to happen for other things to change. and. Uh, the two of them are both very young and just want to do what's right if they can. So they try to do that. And like I said, this is the first in a duology. The Rose and the Dagger is the second book, and it is out, and you can read it. And there are a couple of other books in between, but for the most part, you'll get the whole story between The Wrath and the Dawn and The Rose and the Dagger. And those are a few retellings that I really enjoyed reading that are written for young adults and other people who like reading young adult novels. If you want to tell me about your favorite retelling, YA or otherwise, you can feel free to let me know. Thanks to today's sponsors for making this show possible. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jess is reading, all one word, or on Instagram at Jess underscore is underscore reading. We'll see you again next week for the main podcast. And until then, happy reading. Happy reading.